I'm not sure if the TV show still exists, but when I was a nipper, um, my mom was a big fan of Blind Date with Cilla Black and uh, a show where you'd have one guy sitting on a chair over there and then a kind of a screen this way and then three ladies sitting there uh, with their knees nice, nicely crossed on high bar stools and that. And then he has to ask a question. So contestant number one, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> contestant number one, if, I don't know, what's, what's your idea of a romantic date? Right, and the same question, the same question, contestant number two and question number number three, and whatever it was, they ask three questions, and then they say, "Okay, I'm going to choose." I don't know, I don't know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit torn. Um, contestant number two, and then the, you know, the contestant comes around, and, "Oh my goodness, it's you! Oh my goodness, it's you!" And oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> blah blah blah. And now, what's very interesting is that I think there was never any. I don't remember ever reading any articles of what happened afterwards, how many actual relationships or marriages came from. I can't imagine any, to be honest. But unfortunately, this image did come to my mind when we read uh, our first reading. You did not see him, and yet you love him. <laughs> you did not see him, and yet you love him. It's a kind of a. It's it's a kind of a. A kind. It's a kind of crazy thing in a way that God asks us to do. But you see, there's always methods to, if I'm allowed to phrase it so less, so profanely, there is always method to God's madness, you know, if we can call it madness. Uh, there's always method to the way he does things. Just He doesn't do things our way. God's ways are not our ways. So often the way he does things, the way he allows things, is not the way we would have done it. It's not the way we'd like it to have been. And we kind of think, we could probably think of a million ways that it could have been done better. And yet, this is the way it happened. This is the way it unfolded. There is always wisdom in the way God allows things. This is a cause of great joy for you, even though you may for a short time have to bear being plagued by all sorts of trials. So that when Christ Jesus is revealed, your faith will have been tested and proved like gold. There is something simply rebellious in us when it comes to the cross. And when it comes to pain, and when it comes to suffering, when it comes to difficulty, when it comes to adversity, when it comes to all those things, it's just, it just it's kind of instinctively abhorrent to us. We don't like it. Uh, and yet, in God's divine mind, he knows why that has been allowed. He knows the purpose behind it. And we don't. We may, maybe eventually we, we will, in hindsight, we'll see it. But at the time, you don't. At the time, you don't. At the time, when you're in the depths of that loneliness or misery or loss, uh, you don't necessarily see what it's for at all. That this is where we really have to walk by faith and not by sight. And to believe in this God who we haven't seen yet is God who we will see face to face, but for the moment, we, we don't see him as you see me. We see him in various forms, but in veiled forms. We see him, obviously, in, in the Blessed Sacrament, but again, even, even that, that, that it, it really is him, body, blood, soul, and divinity, but he is veiled. It's not like the apostles uh, who saw Jesus transfigured when we see the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, it's, that, that divinity is veiled, 
so for good reason it's like trying to stare at the sun you can't take in all the brightness of the sun it burns your retina there's nothing wrong with the sun nothing wrong with your retina you just you just can't take in that much light so god has to kind of veil himself so that we we can access him because otherwise he's just it's just too much it's just too much so it's like he reduces the the, the wattage of his divinity uh, to a degree that, that we can approach him without without just being consumed by it we also meet him through each other and this is where like the, the lord like sets up a church for a reason he doesn't send angels to celebrate mass and he doesn't send he doesn't make our our, our guardian angels appear in visible form every time someone is in need no no he sends you he sends you he sends you to represent him he sends you to be his merciful word he sends you to be his consoling presence he sends you to be to be like him and to make him present in that situation that's your job so we meet we meet god then in in, in others in our sufferings we meet in our difficulties we, we we meet god through the love of other people through the care of other people it's still god working in them and through them but it's 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 god in a veiled form it's god in a, almost in, if you will in a human form working through someone you did not see him and yet you love him and still without seeing him you are already filled with a joy so glorious it cannot be described so like saint peter is telling us that even though we haven't seen the lord face to face we can still experience him and experience his presence and his reality in such such a profound degree that can fill us with profound joy even in suffering even in trials so the lord veiling himself and appearing in in different forms to us it works it does work if we've eyes to see it it does work if we have faith it, it is so difficult to 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 meet people who, who who suffer grievously and it's like it's you feel so inept because what words can you actually say it'll all be grand it'll, it'll be fine it, 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 those kind of words feel so empty but maybe it's just by our presence there and by the love that we bring into that situation or that family or that that home or that uh, friend or whatever it is maybe maybe by that this is how the lord works in them and through them or in us and through us to bring his consolation so we have a profound responsibility each day with each other with each other and then with all your various missions and families and wherever you're, you're you're working as well that we we bring something that isn't us and that's that's the beauty of it that's the the privilege of this we bring something that's not us and that's also where i suppose our confidence can come from because you don't have to have the solution you don't have to have the answer because it's not about you get out of the way be there but get out of the way be there but let, let the lord work through you and then our hope, our belief, is that this is how Jesus will touch that heart and that soul in that moment. He can, do, he, he can use other ways as well. He can touch them directly. Maybe through the, if they receive the sacrament of the sick or something. Absolutely. But I think for each one of us, I think it's so important for us to realize how God can work in a veiled way through us. And this is part of the reason we're here. Part of the reason that, that the Lord forms a church 
as opposed to a number of individuals going the same direction. He forms us as a family and brings us together. He tells us, uh, through the words of St. John as well in, in John 16, on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So tonight, let us really ask the Lord for a renewed faith. For when we're going through trials, that there's a purpose to it. And also for a renewed recognition of, of your vocation to be a consoler. Your vocation to be Christ in that moment, in, in, in that situation, in that family, in that friendship. So in our own trials, we walk by faith. And in another person's trials, we walk with that knowledge that, that I represent him. So may the good Lord inspire us and guide us always in this great mission for the salvation of souls.